Hello and welcome to the Eurovision Division podcast. This is a podcast where we listen to all 37 songs in this year's Eurovision Song Contest before this year's Eurovision Song Contest. As always, I'm your host Jeroen and I've listened to all of these songs multiple times. And as always, I am your co-host Mira and I am listening to all of these songs for the very first time on the podcast. Now, Irun, we had to wait so long to start recording because there was a a series of unfortunate events style fire or something of the sort going on in our neighborhood. There were so many alarms and a lot of fire sirens, trucks sirens, and sirens. Um... And like the moment we sat down to record, um, all hell broke loose outside. So I'm excited to see what that was about on the news, maybe. Some sort of Doppler effect from all cardinal directions. Um, The police were surrounding our home. Um, They were coming to arrest us and we were just like, can you guys be quiet? We are trying to record. So you can record us later. Um, our next episode will be coming at you from jail. Arrest us later? What? You said record us later. Is that right? You dumbass. <laughs> you buffoon. I was already thinking into the future where we would be recording from jail, but hey. Oh my they- god, like the producers. <laughs> That's right. Or, um, Hugh Grant in Paddington 2. Brilliant movie. Fantastic movie. Early I mean, plug. I- we're doing early plugs, Paddington and Paddington 2. Yeah, because I think that the real hot take is that the Paddington movies are good. That's something no one else is saying. Just a little obscure film called Paddington 2. <laughs> but speaking of hot takes, I'm ready to give mine. To give your hot takes on today's songs? Yes, absolutely. All right. Well, as you know, we have uh, split all these songs up into different categories, little bite-sized chunks of song to make it easier for us to choose, you know, which three we'll be talking about. Um, and we have 12 more songs left for you, divided into four categories. That is, we have uh, three more bands in our Battle of the Bands. We have a Game of Thrones. Sisters might actually be doing it for themselves. And of course, was this worth the wait? I think was this worth worth the wait needs to be the last episode, kind of. Um, I would like... A Game of Thrones, please. Give me some fantasy realms. Is that where we're... Yeah. What is that conjuring up in your mind? Dragons. I would like to see a bad CGI dragon. Okay. Better than the dragon that John Hurt plays in Merlin. Uh Uh-huh. Because that was like... Late 2000s, I want to say? Mid to late 2000s? I never really watched Merlin, so I'm not... Oh, early plug for Merlin. (laughs) I'm not equipped to talk about Merlin. If you like reading fanfiction, watch Merlin and then read fanfiction about Merlin. Um, That's the main pleasure of that show. Uh, But there's a good dragon in there that's very, you know, bad CGI, but, you know, they sell it. If there is a video clip with a CGI or otherwise dragon, I'm I'm here for it. Right. Um, yeah. So I I have to warn you here that I may have um, I may have put you on the wrong foot with this theme. No. Give me dragons. Because I know you said um, you said oh, I don't want to pick a Game of Thrones right after we do Queen of the Kings, right? Because you thought like that one's piratey. That one's High, high seas, epic fantasy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and so I figured, yeah, of course you're thinking that that's what we 
That's what we have left in that category. But think again. No. Because show a, me a dragon. Because all a Game of Thrones means is that at one point in this performance they sit. <laughs> I mean, that's relatable. So, I do love sitting. I would just like to come out and say, I think this is the best theme I've ever come up with. <laughs> it is quite good. I'm I'm pretty excited. So no dragons? Um, well, let's see. Okay, if anyone listening to this um, is planning on trying to compete in Eurovision... Next year, 2024. Or this year, if any of this year's contestants are listening. No, if it's next year, because you need some time to plan this shit. Um, consider having a dragon somewhere in your music video or performance. CGI, consider performing Naked with Dragon. Naked with Dragon is Very good. Daenerys, though. Very Daenerys. I, I don't think you need to be naked. Like, the dragon of itself already brings enough raw sexual power. Naked energy? Yeah, yeah. But I'm talking about... The dragon know, isn't wearing any I'm, clothes. Maybe the dragon could be wearing clothes. I'm referencing Yvonne, of course, performing with wolves. Oh, I remember Yvonne. Uh, naked. I remember Yvonne. Yeah. Um, which I, I don't think was false advertising. I think he performed naked with wolves. I'm it's what we wanted. I mean, we wanted there to be live wolves, but um, as we've repeatedly <laughs> said on this podcast, you can't have live wolves on stage at Eurovision. That's right, but you can sit on stage, and so we shall. Who's the first person to sit? Let's start it off it's with... It's a game of musical chairs. Who's the first exactly. to sit? Um, let's start it off with someone who starts the performance off sitting. Um, or do they all? Uh, you know what? I haven't watched all of these performances in a while, but this one I know uh, starts on a chair. <laughs> it's fine. It's a good theme. This is for... I'm not Ro saying it's not a good theme. For Romania, they have selected Theodore Andre, uh, an 18-year-old lad. Again with these lads, with these boys. Performing DJT or DGT, parentheses, on and off. Okay. What so does DGT stand for? That's a really good question. Let's try and fucking figure that one out. Yeah, let's do it. What could DGT stand for? Oh, this, is this like our... Um, this is our game, yeah. This is our game that we play when we see cars. Okay, DGT. Um... Dick goes thunder. Okay. Um, developed grand titties. All right, I would have gone with damn great titties. <laughs> damn great titties is also good. Or you know, just don't go there. <laughs> uh, but let's find out what Dejete is all about. For Romania, it's Theodore Andre and Dejete parentheses on and off. Wait, off and on. It is off and on, not on and off. Did I say? I don't know what I said. You buffoon. You absolute fool. you to tell me how I felt about that song because you were watching my face the whole time. Yeah, but you are you have such a poker face that it's hard to get a read on your emotions sometimes. 
So I am the least poker face person. No, in the no, no world. you are an enigma. When I look at you and your expressions, I'm always I'm always just thinking, what is she thinking? Uh, it's... Yeah, because I um, I really I am a hypocrite, and I myself don't move my face. That's right. You have you do not have an expressive face at all, <laughs> and you look great in every picture ever taken of you <laughs> because of that. Sarcasm. Sarcasm. Uh, As you have said often yourself, you have a very expressive face, and that makes it hard to take a picture of you. Because I'm always, like, just showing how I feel in the Scowling. moment. Scowling. Scowling. <laughs> uh, laughing. Blinking. In this case, I would say perhaps grimacing. Grimacing. Would be a word that describes scowling, uh, the past grimacing, three minutes. Um, what's another one? I mean, frowning. Honestly, I did a lot of Frowning. For as much as you've, like, I mean, you've said you didn't want to say the word, but we started off this season saying it a few times. I feel like you were literally cringing a little bit. Oh, absolutely. I was, <laughs> if I dare say it, I if I dare say so. I wanted to leave the room um, and this house and you and our relationship. I mean, in all honesty, that's sort of how I felt, and I've seen it before, where I was just kind of like, I... I'm not sure if I need to be here for this. It's so awful. Yeah, it's... It's, it's so god-awful. It is dreadful. It's ghastly. Um, like, a lot of the songs this year I haven't liked. This isn't, like, a very... This isn't a very strong year for me. No, I think generally it isn't, right? Like, um, I've, I've, I've grown to give these songs a, a, a space, um, and, and it's sort of okay uh, if you listen to these songs in the right order. Like, I think the order that we've listened to them on the yeah. podcast, like, I, I put them into a playlist for you finally now, um, and I listen to it myself. You know, it's a playlist of just songs you've heard. Um, and going through them in the order that we listened, I was like, this is actually quite pleasant. Um, then I shuffled the playlist... And it was awful to me. Like, I listened to it another time shuffled, and I was like, yeah, if you give me, like, Water Gun and, oh. and, and Bridges and... I mean, we did those in the same episode, I guess, but... Um, no, but I know what you mean. And you just give me all of these songs in a row where I'm like, I don't want to hear it. Uh, yeah, but I feel like everything we've listened to so far, it's not a very good year, but I've always for every song kind of felt bad saying I didn't like it. Right. Like I felt some kind of affection towards it. If just by virtue of it being a song that's going to Eurovision and me finding it important that everyone yeah. has a good yeah. time. I'll be honest, people at large aren't particularly fond of this one. Probably um, not. Some people are like, actually, I think the song is okay. Uh, it's just that the performance is terrible, which the second part of that is definitely true. <laughs> the first part of it is uh, a lie. It, the song is also bad. And I'm like, you know, the other song that, like, has has gotten the least of, like, love, um, I mean, it's probably like an animal from San Marino. Which is good, actually. Which is actually good. And then, you know, it's Ireland's uh, Wild Youth, 
which has gotten like a, a surge of you know more positive neutral comments because the negativity was so strong. Yeah. Um. So, and and there I'm like I feel a little bit sorry because I think they really want to be here, but they sort of gotten trapped into a song that their heart isn't fully in either. Yeah. And but like, as long as they're still having fun, I'm like, you know, that's what I really care about. The most important thing does remain that you have fun. Truly. I know I say that as a joke, but it's really genuinely true that the most important thing to me at Eurovision is that everybody has a good time. And that includes Even me. this guy. <laughs> that includes me. Um, I'm not having a good time listening to this. I hope this guy has a great time sure, yeah. at Eurovision. I wouldn't boo him because I wouldn't boo anyone yeah. who wasn't like a transphobe or a racist. Um, but I, I definitely wouldn't boo this guy if I knew that I wouldn't boo him. But if I knew him, mm. and he asked me mano a mano. I don't know if that's what mano a mano means, but sure. man to man. If <laughs> that's he asked what it means, me, no. what do you think of my song? I would feel justified in telling him it's fucking terrible. <laughs> I'm never going to speak to this man, yeah. so I, he's not going to know how much I hate this song. But if, he, if I did, if I were to know him, if he was my friend, and he was like, give it to me straight, Mara, be honest, I would just say, like, I hate this. I hate this so much, and I do. Um, it, it's, it's really bad, isn't it? I think I haven't seen anything this genuinely... Like, genuinely bad since Do It For Your Lover. Yeah, you know what? And even that... As much as I hate Give That Wolf a Banana, I have to admit that, like, there's something there for someone and apparently a lot of people. Well, like, you know, that's they've got okay. A, they've, they've got a, 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 a stylistic package, at least, even though I, like, dislike the aesthetic, but they've got a dance that they've put together. They've got the masks thing. Like, it's you know, well Subwoofer produced. had, like, a concept. They had a concept. Even Do It For Your Lover, I'm like, this man um, is not aware enough <laughs> to realize. Like, he's too stoned to realize that his song is bad. Yeah, that's the thing with Manel that you could be like, ah, he's just... He's just, uh, he's just here for the vibes. He's just vibing. He's just vibing. But that was, like, a genuinely bad song and a very bad performance. I mean, we all remember it. Yeah. We all remember Do It For Your Lover. So, at, at Eurovision, poor guy. Made me like the song more, honestly, but... Improved the song for me, definitely. <laughs> Because it's, you know, at least it's, it's, it's pinned in my mind as like associated with, with a moment so awful that it's like funny. It, it brought like, everyone together. Even, even he must laugh at that voice crack. Yeah. I'm hoping that even Manel Navarro thinks that moment was funny. Absolutely. He has to. I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> I wouldn't want to be him if, like, that was still, like... I mean, I wouldn't want to have I, had it happen My to life me. would be over. I would, yeah. I would not be able... <laughs> on my deathbed, I'd Just to be say, like, we can... devastated. That's why I should never go to Eurovision as an artist. That's why I should never be a performance artist what's professionally the, because what's I'm, the expression we can dish it but we can't no we can't we can dish it we cannot take it right um fair enough right fair enough um that's why we're sitting here 
behind the microphone from the safety of our home. This guy should know better. I, yeah. There is like, there is the light of intelligence behind this eye. I can see in his eyes that he knows he shouldn't be doing this. But he thinks it's funny to torture us. Do you think so? I see nothing but malicious intent so, in this match. So he starts the song, the performance, I should say, off by, um, you know, writing in his bullet journal. Okay, don't make fun of bullet journals because they are good. I do have a bullet journal and it's insane how much it has in Right, so I'm saying he's like very aware of he's what he's aware. doing, obviously. He's journaling. Yeah. Um, so he must have some self-awareness. He looks self-aware is the thing. Um, and then menacingly, these women in lingerie are just behind him. So undressed. Him. He gets gradually more undressed as the song goes along. So do the male backup singers, but they're still wearing their dom jeans. They <laughs> their dom jeans. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm saying this as if like going through it is going to create some kind of narrative. Um, at some point, they have the voodoo dolls. And that's what makes me the most angry. Which, because the voodoo dolls would be such a good stage gimmick yeah, I'm for like, that's a, a better premise. song. That's such a premise. That could... Go into history on the same level as Hamster Wheel. If it was in a good song and there was the backup dancer and the backup dancer was doing stuff with the voodoo doll and then the singer was doing the voodoo doll dances or even, you know, reverse it. If, you know, whoever was doing the voodoo movements was like a really good dancer. So that you'd be like, well, the movements. I know. That would be really, really cool. So I'm really angry that he took that possibility away from us. Yeah. Because now if someone does that well, it's still gonna be ripped off from this, which is shit. Yeah, I'm not sure though, cause... It's not so much of an original idea that no one could ever do it again. Yeah, no, I'm just saying like if someone else did it, I'm like 100% sure they wouldn't have been like, oh yeah, I got the idea from this, you know? Yeah. So... Yeah, malicious intent. I guess that's one way to read it. He's doing this specifically to torture me. Okay. So you're he, so the song is you're the voodoo doll actually and he's sticking pins. The voodoo doll is actually the into audience. My ears. That's actually quite clever to have like the voodoo doll there cuz that's like a hint to go like I'm doing this to to torture you. I think he knows how bad this song is and he, I think he knows he's I not talented I enough to bring I can't it. believe that. That is just so, like, what you just said there is so unfathomable as a motivation for no, a person to have. It, it really reminds me of when we saw the movie Mother by Darren Aronofsky. Sure. And afterwards, I was talking to someone who clearly wasn't inv- that invested in the conversation. And she said something to me that's, to this day... The most annoying thing anyone has ever said to me. And um, she later became a cop. So I was right in hating her in that moment. Jesus. Um, I was just like, yeah, we saw Mother and we really didn't think it was very good. Like it had powerful moments, but there was no point to it. At no point was there any message that landed or any... Yeah, there was no point. No, it's the kind of movie where people would be like, it's so clever because it's allegorical for the Bible. And I'm like, okay, and? And? What's the message? And she said, 
well, maybe it wasn't, it was supposed to not have a message. And that made me put Joker makeup on. Which is ridiculous because that would be a message. Exactly. And if that was the message, that's not what the movie was about. We would have read it as that message if that had been the message. Exactly. So it was such like a disrespect of my ability to read a movie, to read a piece of media, which is something that I am quite proud of. I made a whole goddamn podcast about it. I also just think that, maybe not like Darren Aronofsky, because I think that Darren Aronofsky does think that Mother is good. He thought he was clever. He thought he was being clever. This is the kind of artist, man-artist thing, where it's like, I'm a conceptual artist, and the shock value or the fact that it's it's bad or that it gets a reaction is what I want. I want a reaction. I just feel like even if you're trying to do something bad, you'd make it worse. That is a good point. I think a lot of, like, the bad here comes from just, like the misguided nature of it, you know? Where it doesn't feel intentional. Like, I I get what you're saying, and it's very funny, the (laughs) idea that he would do this, because he's a fan of the podcast, and he's just so curious to hear what we're going to say about it. I I, I don't actually think... I I need people to realize that I I am riffing. I don't actually think this man is a villain. He's he's not the villain of the podcast, but that is just a very funny idea. No, he's just a guy who made a pretty bad song. Right. I don't know what to say. I've had I've had time, so much time, to think about what to say, and I don't actually I don't know what to say. And you know you know what? In our sheer confusion, we have. Completely neglected to even talk about the song title. What is the title of this song about? So DJT, right, is the Romanian word for fingers. Okay. So, you know, she's got me wrapped around my finger. She's playing me with her fingers. That's sort of the metaphor. She's fingering me. uh... Yeah. And that's it. However, the word is DJT. D-E-G-E-T-E. Right? Right. DJT. Digits. Fingers. Oh, yeah. But the song is written as d.g.t. as if it's an abbreviation. And supposedly that's like a play on words. But how is it a play? I think it's it's a play in the same way that Oh My God was a play. Like Oh My God is... No, that's completely different Oh my God. I think it's... That's the least of my worries. <laughs> sure, but like, oh my god, at least is like, you know, that's just like the way of saying it. It's like making it into one word, not recognizing these separate words anymore. It's just that like, I don't get how it's a play on words unless it also means something else or unless... Oh yeah, it's not a play on anything. It's just a way of writing a a, a word. I just don't get it. It also just confuses me. <laughs> confused? Angry? Scared? Um, and because we were so confused, like, I forgot all the talking points that I actually wanted to talk about, so here's another one. Um, I should get a haircut. That's true. I was thinking it while we were watching this, and um, I was like, well, it's time for Jeroen to cut his hair, because he I, cannot I look like this. a skinny guy who wears glasses 
and has long brown hair. Yeah, sorry, babe. Time to shave it off. I, I have distressing amount of similarities in the visual department um, that, like, I, I've been sitting with for like weeks now, and now that you've seen it, time for a buzz cut. I'm like, do you understand why? Why for weeks I've been anxious, thinking like, I need to kind of get a haircut. <laughs> I don't want anyone to look at me and compare me to. Definitely say, before... And say that I look like him. No. Definitely before Eurovision in concert, you have to get your hair cut. And last time I went to Eurovision in concert, I just had a backpack with me and everyone said it, thought it was a reference to the fucking guy from Czechia who wore a backpack on stage. And I'm like, um, no, I have my backpack here to put stuff in. <laughs> you have to be so careful. So you have to be so careful. They will find the smallest thing and... It'll be a reference somehow. Yeah, no. You gotta get... Don't get a buzz cut. I'm not... I'm just gonna get a normal haircut. Just a normal I haircut. was thinking about growing my hair out to, like, a length where I could donate it, but that requires 30 centimeters of length from, like... From the base from of like your skull. From, like, the base of my fucking neck. And I'm like, never in my life. It is so long that, like, if you made a ponytail just on top of my head, that would be long enough, and my hair is... Thick, so why won't they just do that? So, sorry to all our listeners with cancer, but you won't get my hair. <laughs> Yikes, dude. And you know whose fault that is? Theodore Andre from Romania. I'm just thinking about the time when we had just started dating. I think it had been a matter of weeks at this point. We were dating for yeah. not that long. Uh-huh. Literally I know what you were going to say. Weeks. Um, and you... Had you have the beautiful brown curls? You have really, really. That's nice why I don't want to get a buzz cut. I have nice hair, and, and it's graying now. So I want that. I want that gray streak. You know exactly. And I, I loved your hair. That was one of the things that first really attracted me to you. And then we were dating for like five or six weeks at the Not most, sure. and you showed up at my door, bald. And I seriously considered breaking up with you. Well, baby, grew back. Thank God, because I could not have lived with it. I was so genuinely upset. I, I, I need you to know that it would only our raw chem, the raw chemistry and deep friendship between us saved our relationship at that point because I. Did consider <laughs> breaking up with you yeah. just because you were bald. I couldn't handle it. Only Serhat can be bald. I wasn't bald. You had shaved your head. No. It was not a buzz cut. It was. No, it was not. You were bald. Okay, well, listen. They had... They had put the fucking shaving machine yeah. on on a on a way like smaller you know uh, mm-hmm. on a way smaller cut than they than I asked them to, so then they had to uh, do all of it basically, had just cut straight into my hair uh, as a bad joke, and then I had to do all of it. Boys will be boys. <laughs> it made me so angry. 
And I'm sorry. Um, that said, I should get a haircut, but like a normal one. Just a normal haircut, please. Also, because you have the silver fox, like the Reed Richards. That's what I'm gray saying. streaks going on so hot. Yeah, and I'd rather, you know, I, I'd rather that than this. Yep. That's all I'm just saying. Like, oh God, I cannot. I can't have it. Um, but that's going to be over soon enough. <laughs> and speaking of things that are over... This man's musical career? <laughs> Our discussion of the song, I was going to say, because we're moving on to the next one. And this one, um, we'll go and find it in Serbia. Serbia. Solid country. And in Serbia, the throne will be taken by Luke Black. Luke Black. That's right. Now, is that his real name? No. <laughs> but it's a sort of a stage name, a pseudonym, if you will. Okay. What's the song? The song is called Samo Mise Spava. That has a nice rhythm to it. That exactly. already sounds pretty good. So I'm, let's I'm see. hopeful. Yeah. Shall we go and find out what the cause for sitting is? Well, it can't get any worse. All right. Then let's go over to Serbia and let's listen to their entry. It's Luke Black and Samo Mise Spava. <laughs> of delight absolutely wonderful love this love him love life love weird shit um this is euro trash i yeah this is great this is very good i will be honest it took me a little while for it to click to like get what was going on here I immediately know what's going on. But now this now this time, you know, watching it with you, um, it needs the energy of another person in the room to <laughs> Who loves it. To really like to really just be able to focus and like take it in. I think I've never really been like, I'm just gonna sit and watch this. It like, you know, selected on a Saturday when five other songs are yeah. having to be told that like the Serbian selection is great. And whenever you tune in, you hear like weird sounds and you're like, this might be great, but I'm not sure that I'm in that headspace right now. Um, but you know that I am always in that that's the thing. headspace. That's the thing where I'm like, yeah, obviously Mira would like this. This is a, this is a man. This is a, a boy, a man. Let's call him a man. Sure. Cause that's what he is. Who has no concept of too much he was writing this song and was thinking about this performance and going i want this and i want this and i want that and i want that in it and i want to do that and this um and he did all of the things and it's like oh it's so much too much I and i actually. love it because the previous guy did too much you know? Yeah, but he did like, too much and it was all bad. This I know. guy is like, and that's good, and it's, that's it's good. Very... I want to do all of these things that are good at the same time. Yeah, but like we've had like two very maximalist kind of things where it's just like, okay, we've got a lot of ideas and we've got big ideas and I'm going to like try and commit to it. And I'm like, yeah, but the artistry here fully commits to it. Yeah. And it is also, to me, a, a far better 
package and performance. Oh yeah. More streamlined and uh, it has more direction. There is a story here because he wakes up from his pod. The Matrix pod, yeah. With the fucking uh, Ava doing up behind him. Yeah. Oh my god, he is Shinji! He's Shinji and he doesn't <gasps> want to get in the robot. Yes. Um, and so, you know, he, he ends up like unplugging all the other people. Ava pilots, yeah. Trapped in the in the simulation or in the Matrix. Yes. Um, and, you know, the being in a pod is obviously like this was written like most, like many songs during the lockdown period, you know, when the like, we have to get through this fucking time but i'm i'm just here in my little cocoon right uh-huh, uh-huh. and as he says i just want to sleep forever i like it better when i dream is also the sort of matrix thing oh like, my God, i want to be matrix. in i want to I, I prefer wanna, the matrix I, yeah i prefer my fantasy world i prefer all of the fake shit and i prefer like locking myself in here and sleeping because everything out there is pretty ugly and then you know to put that into the perspective of like video games vr matrix anime like it's very like like hell yeah it is very like hell yeah it's very hell yeah it's very hell yeah it reminds me like oh i like it better when i'm in the matrix it does really remind me of why um the second matrix movie is kind of the best one Mm. just because of the sex rave scene right it's such a good scene because it really shows like this is why these people who live in constant threat of you know ai robot attack this is why they prefer living like this than to living to the in the matrix is because they can touch and fuck and rave and sweat on each other. Yeah, and, and it's, you know, even putting that in the perspective. They love getting nasty, and that's the real human experience. Yeah. Putting that back into the perspective of, you know, COVID and isolation. Exactly. That, like, lines up with that idea completely, where it's like, if, if I don't get to have physical interaction with real human beings, not AI, not robots, not, not even cool giant robots, which I'm told chicks dig... Uh, chicks do dig giant robots. And metaphors. And metaphors. Like, you, even, like all those things might be cool, but, like, if I can't interact with, like, real people, then I would much rather just be dreaming about it, you know? Yeah. Hanging out with other people who are also in the Matrix. But the same thing here is, like, I enjoy this much more when there's someone besides me to, like, find joy in it. Oh my god, that's beautiful. <laughs> so I'm like, that actually like makes this click even more where I'm like, okay, all of it is like now finally starting to make sense to me. Yeah. Like as an as an art piece and as like a statement on like something he's trying to say, I'm at least like, okay, all of these ideas do connect and there's enough here to like look and analyze in a way that I'm not gonna do. But where I'm like, okay, this is actually like pretty clever, um, enticing. It's yeah, it's alluring. Yeah, it's, exactly. It's very like, oh, enticing. This is fascinating. Yeah, yeah, it's very good. I love the laugh in the middle of the song. I know it's like a little, it's a little deranged. He loves play. He's very playful, uh, theatrical, little camp. He he's fully loving 
doing this performance. He loves doing this so much. And that's the most important thing. Oh yeah, he's having he's fun. Having a, he's having the best time out of all of us. And all of us are having a pretty good time watching him have this great time. It reminds me... I, I, I do love a laugh in a song. And recently there has been like this viral... Sam Video. Ryder, that's right. What? Sam Ryder laughing in the middle of Space Man is what you were going to say, right? I mean, that is also what I was thinking if about. If I were an astronaut, I'd speak to satellites. <laughs> Unhinged. Fantastic. My favorite moment of last year's Eurovision, maybe? The Sam Ryder laugh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, but recently you were going to say. there was this art band and they released a song that's just the woman laughing to a beat um, huh? and it became this meme that people use in reels like you know okay me when my mom asks me <laughs> to, to come home early from a party and it's just like ha 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 Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. It's really really good. I kind of want you to look it up right now. I think it's called ha yeah, it's um, Ha Ha by Charlotte Adigeri and Boris Pupul. <laughs> so I love laughing in songs. Yeah, I love okay. that. It's also, you know, electronic music. I, like, okay, there's some... There's a link here where I'm like, yeah, I can I can see the link why you would think of it. Immediately. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, no, that's great. Yeah, the laugh the laugh in Luke Black's song is, you know, shorter and more subtle and not the whole point, but like it is it is a very like it's a pointed high, moment. Yeah, it's a high point in the song for me. So what does uh what what does the Serbian words means? Well, samo mi se spava um, also means I just feel like sleeping. So, you know, Girl, I just want to I just want to sleep forever, right? Like Girl same. I hope he has an even better pod at Eurovision. I want a famous pod. I love the pod people. I love ripping out the tubes. There's nothing about this that I don't like. Yeah, no, I just love the, the yeah. Love I'm the, not saying it's a perfect ten. No, but the high concept it, of it, the sci-fi influences the the. It's a drag performance, kind yeah, of. It, I mean, it's it is very Evangelion, right? Like we said, like he is Shinji. There is literally like a robot behind him, like in like a giant uh, a giant Ava. Yeah, but that's also um, uh, Agent Rim? Smith. Oh, yeah. The robot is also Agent Smith. Oh, the Smith. robot. The robot is like He's a like big brother. Mr. Anderson. You have to, you have to fight. You have you to have get in the robot. You have to fight the robot. You have to get in the robot and fight another robot. Um, and chicks dig that. It's cool. It's cool. Mechas. I love mechas. I love giant robots. I remember being a kid and it is honestly seeing Megas XLR. So cool. And the opening titles go, Chicks Dig Giant Robots. And me, a chick, watching that show, I was like, damn, bestie, that's true. It's just great. Like, the moment here that, like, the the giant robot, the mecha, dooms up on the LED behind him, and you're not immediately like, that's a giant robot, until at the end when, like, he's pulling out the plugs and literally there's, like, a, a power bar depleting because the robot Fantastic. is burning up and you see the robot shudder. It's just like, what? Okay. Stop giving the Matrix your energy. Everybody has to wake up. Wake up, sheeple. Wake up, sheeple. Except... 
It's better to dream. I don't know. It, it's fine. It's no, great. that's the point. It is better to dream. It's easier and mm. and more fun. Well, it's not more fun, but it's it's more peaceful and calm and relaxing. easy. Yeah, to, I just it's wa- more relaxing. What he said. I just want to sleep while the world while the world burns. Um, I want to close my eyes and get it over with. But everybody has to wake wake up, sheeple. Uh, it's nighttime, countless hours, devils on my shoulder, I just want to sleep forever, that's the way to beat them. Wait, that's the way? That's not the way to beat them, though. Oh, he's wrong in the song. Yeah, that's like the the the, the voices, the million voices calling out in the rain, uh, the devils on my shoulder keep telling me bad things, and like the way to quote-unquote beat them, to avoid listening to all of like the negativity, mm-hmm, right, mm-hmm. is to go to sleep. Like, that is true, to beat, you know, the demons. It's true in that the position of, like, going to sleep isn't the ideal thing to do. Like, going going into the Matrix isn't what you yeah. want to do. But it is what, like, is easy and comfortable for the character. Here. Wow. Wow. So true. So deep. So beautiful. Uh, yeah. Love it. He just binged Ava during the pandemic. Just like we did. And that's why. That's what we also did. Uh, so that's our early plug. We've <laughs> said a lot of early plugs this episode. Uh, Mid, mid-episode plug. Neon Genesis Evangelion. Um, the opening to Neon Genesis Evangelion is still a better song, obviously, because it is the best song ever recorded. I, yeah, the Cruel I, Angels struggle, thesis. I struggle to think of a better song than Cruel Angels' thesis. So... Maybe our next song will be a better song than... It won't be. It won't be, because I really dare anyone to send me a better song than Cruel Angel's thesis. Like, nothing even comes close. This is a challenge. If you know a song that's better than Cruel Angel's thesis, One song keep that I your can stupid comment think... in your pocket. Because no, you don't. It doesn't exist. The only th- song I can think of that even comes close is Paradise by the Dashboard Light. Just in similar just, energy, though. Yeah, yeah similar yeah. energy of like hype all the way. You need through. hype. You need you know big ideas. Hype is a good word. Yeah, Cruel Angel's thesis is. The most hype song. Like, I, w- I will say that that was, like, one of my early problems with Samomisa Spava is, like, I don't get quite hype from it. It, it. it is very morose and, like, dreary and, like, dark. I could get a little more hype from um, it. That's like, true. I think we could get a little bit more of the Electro. We could get a little bit more Zankoku. Mm. <laughs> but I appreciate, like, what that is. I, let's just see if this young man becomes a legend. Oh, like... Like in the song. Like in the song. Well, big thumbs up for Serbia. And that takes us to the third country in this episode. Uh, And that is going to be Finland. Ooh, this is going to be a a contested one, huh? I don't know. Why is that? Well, my my opera friend. Yeah. My my metal-loving friend who loves Lord of the Lost, she said, Oh, and have you heard Finland? It's terrible. They think they can get away with anything. And I was like, don't say that to me. I mean, it has stuck you with you, Seymour. either be very right about this, um, but there's also the chance that you could just be talking about a nude woman, in which case you're wrong. Or if you're talking about a drag queen, you're double wrong to think that it's bad. Unless it's actually bad. Oh, well, so I'm just I've been keep an open mind. 
spiraling from that comment, like, oh no, am I gonna have to disagree with my new friend? I probably am, because maybe this is good. But I'm not sure. I don't know. Let's let's find out. Um, As we said, the theme for this episode is Game of Thrones. Um, So I'm going to go with the uh, live performance here where he sits. Um, Mind you, the song is in Finnish. So beautiful we, language. It is great. We may we may want to look at some lyrics afterwards. Okay. The uh, Finnish public selected their artist through Uden Musiken Kilpalu, the new music competition, as always. Um, and as has been the case in the previous couple of years, uh, the winner of the competition won the competition by a large margin. Uh, they selected Keria and his song Cha Cha Cha. Okay. Okay, 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 okay. Uh, for Finland, it's Karia and Cha Cha Cha. Hard favorite of the entire year. Thank you. Hard (laughs) fave. Hard favorite. What the fuck was Opera Friend talking about? This is amazing. First off, finally, finally, like, I've been able to, finally you've heard it. Yeah. So I'm like, whoo, I'm able to breathe. Um, And I was, I was... You know, not looking at you too expectantly, but I I felt the energy and I felt it rising and I felt it bubble at the right times. So I was like, yes. Um, when you told me that she had said something about Finland that sounded negative, I was like, I'm confused. Because is this not metal? It's it's at the very like it's at the at the very least it's extremely Finnish. <laughs> yeah. Where I'm like, that's brilliant. And I'm also like, yeah, it has so many metal like influences because it's Finnish that I don't quite get what would be like what would be bad about bad this? about this, Do- especially because generally speaking, and that is the surprise to me. This is considered perhaps the one song that could beat Lorraine. I hope so. This is. I'll fucking go to Finland next year and rave to this. This is. Almost surprisingly, like, universally beloved. What the fuck was she on about? So it, like, I don't want to just talk about Maybe that. she was just trying to get me on the wrong foot. Maybe, yeah, maybe. Maybe she was just messing with me because, um, the teeth? Oh. Aren't they good? Like, the cha-cha dancers? Absolutely right out of an Ari Oster film. Just plucked straight yeah, from... Yeah, I wanted, I wanted to, to lead in with the live performance because um, I had watched the music video of this approximately 700 times before the Finnish selection. Right. Um, because it was, you know, it was my most hype selection of the year. There were seven songs, and I think all of them were pretty good in their own right, um, but this was the clear standout. Uh, and yet we were all still worried, like, ah, you know, this is really cool, and this would be awesome for Finland. 
But they might select one of the other ones that was like a big pop star where they're like, eh, we don't like that song, but you know, big pop star. Yeah. We saw what happened with Erasmus. Maybe they'll do it. Um, but Finland, you know, went with the Finnish choice and, and went for the hardest, the song that went the hardest in the selection and did it by massive, like a massive televote. Wow. Winning the jury vote and a massive televote. Um, as has been the case in Finland, like last year with Erasmus, with Dark Side as well. Like they've just... Their last few selections have had like a runaway winner, and this is no difference. Um, yeah, okay, but so it was a Rasmus very, very, very Dark cool Side moment. were both not very good, and yeah, this Dark, rules. Dark Side was like you know pretty metal, you know like yeah, new metal. It was very. It wasn't our favorite. Sure, no, but even even there, like with both of those songs, I was like, yeah, I think it's fine. I think that's good. Um, but yeah, this was one where I was very, very excited for before. You know, yeah. the Finnish national selection, um, it, to the point where I was like, that's honestly the only selection that I really care about this year. I'll rave to this. Um, and yeah, thank, <laughs> thanks. Um, I'm glad that you like it. That's that's just a... Of course I like it. Who do you I was think just I am? so worried when you said that your friend said that, because I thought like... Is there a contingency of people? Is there like an amount of people? Like, is there, are there people out there... And are there lots of people out there who are going to hate this? Ooh. Because to the to this point, I feel like most Eurovision fans genuinely really love this. I I love it so much. So I'm saying like it's almost universally like appreciated. Thank God. Which it's you know somewhat surprising to me, but I think after seeing something you know like it it does have. A foundation of go a, I think, to thank, and that's not just me talking about the green bolero. The, gr- the green, green bolero does and, do a lot. I was gonna say, but like we've seen how well that does at Eurovision, and how much like a general audience reacted to it. That I think like this is you know a response to that in the way that we said last episode that like Fulen was and Swarlechi Luna went into more of the like mystical forest rave idea the mystic idea and this is going harder on the like the cyber goth thing the cyber goth rave thing yeah yeah uh perfect perfection i think also because it goes into a more basic thing at the end like the end of it if it i was going to have the melodic yeah. yeah it goes into the melodic thing if i was going to have one criticism of this i would want more of the hard shit at the end now it just feels like kind of two different songs oh um, mm. but they do go back into the cha 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 yeah like so I think, at the very I think it end it comes together that, really it well it does come I, together really no, well I, I i would disagree but that's because i've heard it a hundred times um <laughs> this felt like four minutes to me but not in a bad way this is like I, it felt long but not like because i was bored but it just had so much going on that I went into bullet time. Well, I was like, it. I. I mean, I think it's not long enough, so that's why I've been replay. Like, I haven't. I haven't recently, but when this came out, I was just replaying it. I. I think I just went into bullet time. Yeah. Uh, this became a core memory for me. <laughs> I'm gonna have to play a lot of Tetris to be able thing, to not yeah. have to replay this over and over in my head. You know, when you get it. PSA, if you ever have, like, a very traumatic experience, like, if you get in a car crash, yeah. immediately afterwards, you should play a lot of Tetris. It's like because it overwrites... No, like... because it literally overwrites the part of your brain that is hard-burning 
the memory of the traumatic incident uh, into like your trauma response center, it is a cure for PTSD. Tetris. Tetris. If you immediately afterwards, I don't know how proven this is. Maybe I'm really talking shit right now, but you know how if you play a lot of Tetris or a Tetris-like game and you go to bed and you see the Tetris board I mean, in front of your face. You have a lot of video games, right? Yeah, a little with a lot of video games, but specifically Tetris is very yeah, good yeah, at yeah. this. If you have PTSD, you go to bed and you close your eyes, you see your trauma in front. Right, and instead it's you're kind of the same section with, of your, yeah, your, sure, sure, oh, you sure, can sure. overwrite it. This is like a positive trauma Hello? for me because I do love Game this. Game over. Hello? Game over. Yeah. I do love this, but I, I was like, this is going straight in the memory banks every moment of this. I'm going to have to watch this 500 times. Uh, well, that's what I'm, that's, uh, yeah, that's what I wanted to say. Like, I wanted to show you the live performance because I'm so used to this music, like, I was so used to the music video that, like, I mean, I think the live performance is great, but, like, the cha-cha dancers come out pretty soon. Mm -hmm. They come out really fast. We know this, like, this, this, it sounds, you know, pretty tough and hard and the cha-cha-cha. Yeah. Um, like, it doesn't immediately reveal that it's going to go to a, to another crazy place when you're just listening to the song, but in the performance here, like, these cha-cha dancers are there from the first chorus, which is to say pretty fast. Yeah. Um, and then, like, it, you know, it changes to the more melodic part, um, which it was, for everyone listening to it originally, the first moment when we realized, like, oh, this song is going into a different gear. Yeah. And I think the fact that it already, like, catches you by surprise so soon allows it to feel longer and take up more more time seemingly in your mind yeah. right where it's like no the 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 twist of the fucking wild ass cha-cha dancers is like 30 seconds in or whatever right like as soon as that first chorus hits so there's just a lot going on here uh, um, i think time for a uh, first time on this podcast uh where i want to listen to a song again yeah i i, I you you were I, were really gunning for it I mean, when I, talking about the music video yeah i, I know see it. guiding you a little bit but um i i also want to listen to it again well so i shall um i shall turn on the music video for cha 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 with closed captioning to uh get a little sense of what the hell this is about right because i don't know <laughs> for me watching this video mm -hmm. this is Nederhop yeah it's it's um this is Jeugd van Tegenwoordig a you know a Dutch Dutch genre of music um that's like in between rap it's and... not it's not just Dutch rap because Dutch rap is its own thing but like Nederhop is specifically house and house and rap yeah kind of yeah it's like it's it's, it's house it's, it, it's the, the natural evolution Dance of, like, and, yeah. gabber music. Yep. Um, bringing in, like, rap elements, and it's, like, it is a very specific genre. Um, that, a... like, it's it's hit and miss for me a lot of the time. Um, but, like, it has 
it has its like absolute classics. Um, there is one that most people will have heard of internationally, and because it went viral, and it. But I don't think people really know what it. Well, I, I guess it's pretty obvious, but it's Drunk and Drugs. Yeah. Um. That's like the most famous one, but it's not even by the most famous no, group yeah. that makes this yeah, kind yeah. of music. And the most famous group that makes this kind of music is also kind of the most iconic and best one. It's, you know, today's youth, the Jeugd van Tegenwoordig, and they are poets. They really, really, truly are. They just have a lot of fun with, yeah, with their lyrics. And you are right in calling, in calling like a similarity that I hadn't fully like, you know, it hadn't fully congealed in my mind, but I'm like, yeah, there is something very, something very obvious, very, something very approachable to this immediately because I'm like, yeah, I know music like this. Yeah. This isn't like weird. This um, is like one specific album of theirs. Which is why I'm wondering, like, is there something like this for everyone in that 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 not a lot of people find this weird? Because I'm like, there's a lot here that I think people could find like abrasive and off-putting, and yet that's not really how anyone's talking about it. Right. So it's just fascinating to me that something like this is so just universally appreciated. Um, I'm glad because I want everyone to love this like I love this and hearing that they do makes me very happy and, I want yeah. to go to Amsterdam to <laughs> yeah. ESC in concert and just be in a crowd of people who are all losing their goddamn minds over this I mean yeah but I'm, I am gonna be like holy fuck three minutes went by real fast do it again <laughs> and I'm just I am willing to believe that perhaps a lot of people are gonna want to hear it again so, you know, in a televote-only semi-final, I feel like this is, you know... I mean, it's going through to the final no matter what, because it's a contender for, like, you know, the podium. At, yeah. But, like, could it win a semi-final? For sure. On just, on just televote? Yeah. This also has a high Spirit in the Sky level to it, even though it's not at all like Spirit in the Sky. And Spirit in the Sky did... Amazing. With I mean, won the televote. Won the televote. I do feel like a televote sweep is possible, but that's just, you know, thinking of, like, what I've seen in, in Finland. Um, I'm voting for it. it's different. But I'm like, yeah, this is the kind of, like, front runner that I'm like, well, I'll vote for it. And not just because of the narrative of, like, oh, he's got to beat Lorene, right? No. no I, but I think that the, the basic viewer, like, not basic as in, but the regular viewer sure, of your the locals. Is gonna see Lorraine and maybe be like, oh, I really like this, but everyone's already gonna be voting for it, so I'm not gonna spend my money voting for this. They're gonna see Finland and be like, that's great, no one else is gonna be voting for that, I better give them a push. Yeah, maybe. Although, you know, your, your, your commentators will point out that it's one of the, that it's, that yeah, but they'll have gone to the bathroom sure. <laughs> during the postcard. Yeah, we don't necessarily listen to them. Um, but yeah, same same semifinal as Lorraine. Caria uh, is closing the first semifinal, um, which makes sense because I don't know how you follow it up. You can't. That's the thing where I'm like, you either need to take a break, you need to put it either like before a break so that like people yeah. can fucking get a little intermission and come back fresh. Because I think people will still be talking about it over the next song. So you, like, I, don't, I couldn't think I don't of a worse song like to, to start it with. You know? 
Yeah, I, I'm, I'm like, I don't like to think of like, oh yeah, this song is just going to be completely memory hold after, after blah, blah, blah. But in this case, like, I think whatever has to follow it would get memory hold. And I mean, yeah. I talked about having to play Tetris after it. Yeah, exactly that, where it's like, it's so... It's so attention grabbing. I mean, it's the neon green... Uh, the ne- what I what I like describing as the neon green monster of toxic masculinity, which is what this song is about to me. Oh, I was thinking alcoholism. It is. No, it is. But it's obviously also about like the need to appear tough and needing to appear tough and needing to drink to be able to let that go right. just a little to break. Bit. Like it is. It is like I have to drink to break out of my shell. Uh, I, I am, I'm gonna stay on this bar stool until I'm drunk enough to, to, to get, like, the lure of the dance floor and, you know, do an actual cha-cha-cha. Yes. However, you're looking at that video and, like, the second part where he has to do a cha-cha-cha and then goes to the dance floor features him in a long wig suddenly, like, Ugh. breaking out of, like, the tough masculine shell in the boxing ring, different lighting, dancing, the the long haired wig. I'm like, yeah, there's 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 a little gender here for me too. Um, there's some gender here for everyone. I know, and that's like that's interesting. Did you bring he? Did you bring enough gender to share with the class? <laughs> yes, he did. And just as a final note, he's got his titties out, and we all appreciate that. <laughs> Make fun of me. <laughs> I just can't say it differently anymore. I because you is because you watched too much Olivia Coleman. Does she say appreciate? Yes. Okay. Well, she does a lot of, you know, Queen of England. Sure, She's yeah. She's played the Queen of England many times, so many, she really often. does that and you started making fun of that. I don't remember accent. that that's why, but okay. And then you started doing that accent and it's now great. you can't speak normally anymore. Yeah, no, it's it's very difficult. Anyway, um, it's it's great to me. I, I like it. Oh, uh, yeah, this is my favorite song. Blood and Glitter is very, very good, though. You know, but in Blood and I, Glitter... I don't want to say with a bullet. In Blood and Glitter, he also wears, like, a long-haired wig in the last chorus. Have you noticed that? Yeah, I thought it was very Iggy Pop. Sure, yeah. I don't know if it does mean anything. I think a lot of men are just wondering if we brought enough gender to share with the entire class. Let's share. It's like, I'm going to Eurovision, so I I am want to think about gender. But, like, why don't we treat gender like tapas? <laughs> like, just bring it to the table and pick out whatever looks tasty to you. Yeah. Share some with share some with each other. And be like, ooh, have you tried this gender? Yeah. It's divine. Yum. It's to die for. It's to die for. I just think that's the matrix I want to live in. Well, no, that's the world outside of the matrix. Sure. If you're out of the matrix, gender is like tapas. Oh right. Gender is Because in the Matrix you have to choose your avatar and Exactly. And you have two gender switches in the video game. Yeah. Yeah. And and the, the and the orcs are uh, three uh, like are extremely wide when they're boys. Yeah. And when they're women, big they teeth. are they have big tits and they're supermodels. And they are supermodels. And if you want to be black, you have like two hairstyles. It's yeah. <laughs> it's afro and cornrows. But outside of video games, in the real world, 
everything is possible. Everything is possible, and you can be whatever you so want. So everyone, just step out onto the dance floor like a cha cha cha. Bring some tapas. Bring some. <laughs> bring bring your favorite gender to Eurovision. <laughs> what the hell are we talking about? <laughs> I think that's a great. Like Eurovision 2024. Bring your favorite gender. Bring your favorite gender. <laughs> Celebrate diversity. Come together. Bring your favorite gender. I think it works. Yeah. Finland might even do it. Well, we'll see. But like, uh, I'm glad you like it because yeah, I love it. Uh, this is this is great. All right. Well. All I, right. Well. Is that gonna do it for us? I think so. I I think I I have to go play some Tetris. Do you have any stray observations from today's Game of Thrones? <laughs> <laughs> um, I wish there had been a dragon, but the Cha Cha dancers were good enough. The Cha Cha dancers scared me as much as Tony Collette in Hereditary. I know, but like, how good? That so they're good. so menacing. Just like fucking feral monsters yeah. all over each other. I know. At, at some point I was like, is this a human centipede yep. reference? Yeah, and yeah, like, yeah, it yeah. probably is. Because everyone said that, so probably. Probably. Yeah. Uh, great. I haven't seen human centipedes and I'm not interested in it. Um, not the kind of horror that I like. The kind of horror that I like is hereditary and it gave, they were giving Tony Collette, which is fantastic for me. I would like to plug uh, the album Ja Natuurlijk. It means yes, of course, and it's by that Nederhalp group that the we were. Van that album has a lot of this in it. Okay. That one specifically. Which album? Ja Natuurlijk. Okay. Um, all right. Watch Jeroen's show that he wrote. It's called Kids on the Block. There it's is also there's also going to be an episode where the kids uh this is a little spoiler but there is going to be a boxing scene. Really? Yeah. Very good. Um but that's that's a couple of weeks from now. Uh for now you can find the uh, first couple of episodes on YouTube uh or if you live in Belgium you can see them on Ketnet uh every Wednesday. It's called Kids on the Block. Thank you for listening. We hope that you'll return for our next episode. Please do. Where we'll be talking about three more songs from this year's Eurovision Song Contest and getting closer to uh, hearing them all. Thank you for listening and good night, Europe. Good night, Europe.